Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Never Ending Watchlist podcast. This is our seventh episode now. And if you don't know, it's a podcast where we just talk about films. Um, I'm joined again by my lovely co-host, Troy Harwood. Troy, how are you today? Uh, thank you. I am doing quite well. How are you? I am doing quite well also. Um, so before we get into things, we're just going to let you know what we'll be watching next week so that you can, uh, stay up to date and avoid those spoilers if you want, or you can just do whatever you want. Uh, what we're going to be watching next week <laughs> is uh, Platoon, which uh, is a 1986 film, um, and it's got Charlie Sheen in it, it's got Willem Dafoe in it, uh, it's a war film, and neither of us have seen it, and I've been meaning to watch it for a while, so we thought, why not watch that? Um, otherwise, Troy, yes. what, in the, what in the darn tootin'? Did you watch this week? Well, uh, I had a pretty good run of movies that I watched. Ooh. Um, so, I've got two films to talk about. Mm-hmm. The first one, uh, you would know about if you were at the family dinner last week. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, told, I told Amy and Deborah. Because <laughs> um, I had to get it off my chest I'm sorry yeah. guys I've passed the curse on to you I had to get rid of it Because basically I saw the scariest movie I've ever seen Really? Yeah Oh my goodness, what was it? Um, that sounded cool. really fake That sounded like, wow Tell wow. me more <laughs> Those bloody newscasters <laughs> when, they're, when they're doing the little side cooking Remember, you know how they get the food out there The yeah, food section yeah. It's like, who, yeah. who watches this crap? <laughs> wow, anyway. what's that you're putting into it now? <laughs> oh, this is a, my new butter Is that a spoon? <laughs> um, anyway What did you watch, Troy? <laughs> <laughs> I watched Jew on The Grudge um, So this oh, is a Japanese movie one? Is yes. that the first one? Yeah. Well, technically, no, actually. Um, there's oh, okay. a couple... There's... I think there were low-budget, sort of straight-to-video Japanese films by the same director, I believe. Yeah. Who directed Juan the Curse and Juan the Curse 2. And Juan... I, I believe Juan translates to... The Grudge, although I could be completely wrong. Um, I should actually check that right now. <laughs> let's let's just make sure um, of this. Cut to a, a brief a message from our sponsors. Hi, everyone. Um, has this ever happened to you? Yeah, that happens to me all the time, too. <laughs> well, with... Um, the new, Troy, I'm running out of ideas here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I think it means like curse grudge or, or something like that. Anyway, it basically okay. means a grudge. Okay. Anyway, um, and then after <laughs> that, he got a bigger budget and made Juan the Grudge. So I t- apparently, technically, it is connected to the, the curse movies that came before it, but yeah. it largely stands on its own. So I haven't seen the curse movies yet, um, but... You don't need to have any of that prior context to understand this movie. It's pretty much its own standalone thing. 
And so the basic premise is it came out in 2002 mm -hmm. as well. Um, not to get confused with the American remake, which Sam Raimi actually produced. Um, oh, wait, when did that he, come out? So that was like 2004, I believe. That has uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar in it. Okay. They were um, quick to pounce on that intellectual property. Yeah, it didn't take long. <laughs> I think Sam Raimi apparently found the original one very scary, and he wanted to bring it to America, basically. Um, yeah. And Ted Raimi has a little little role in it, too. Wait, in the, in the 2002 one or the 2004 no, no. one? <laughs> in the 2004 one. He doesn't show up okay. in the Japanese one. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so the original, basically, it it's a little hard to explain the plot basically it um it's not complicated or anything but it doesn't follow a new a, a usual structure mm. it actually it's almost told in chapters kind of and they follow different characters but it's all one sort of continuous connected story yeah and that makes it all the more or made it all the more intriguing for me because it's not a usual stereotypical narrative for a horror film yeah, and also each sequence, um, they're largely built around these, these really well-crafted, excellent horror build-ups that are just mm. so many of them are iconic and memorable, and the fact that each chapter mostly follows a different character, you don't know if they're gonna make it or not, yeah. and there's all this like suspense that's built up, and I can see the images in my brain right now and um <laughs> are you okay <laughs> no <laughs> i was i was scared after this movie i was like um when i was sitting there you know when when someone's scared and they start laughing or they start talking to sort of compensate for their fear it's like a cover yeah. i was alone like I was in the home alone and I had the blanket i was sitting downstairs and I was talking to myself because I was, I was just like, I was, I was, fuck, fuck. I was just kept saying that over and over again. Like, it's just bloody crazy. Um, those Japanese, yeah, like, and then afterwards, like the dogs were there with me. I'm like, all right, we're all going upstairs together at the same time. Um, just yeah. like, did oh. you like run upstairs? Did you do the like? Oh, like I felt, <laughs> I, I didn't do that, but I felt the, the need to, I felt that sort of, that, um, that lightness in your heart and in your chest when you're like, you're, you're just taking that little breathe in, you're like, oh, okay, let's go. And then, um, you have to do something completely different and happy afterwards. So not completely destroyed afterwards, <clears throat> but <clears throat> Those bloody uh, Japanese girls, ghost girls, with the the long black hair and their creepy damn faces and their <laughs> white dresses are just the most terrifying fucking thing <laughs> of all time. And there's a kid too, and it's just, it's nightmare. Oh. It's, a, it's a complete nightmare. And I loved every bloody second of it. <laughs> It is so great. It is the like the most horror horror movie of all horror time. You go in, you sit down, and and within a few minutes, it's like, all right, we're in. The horror started. I'm getting scared already. Like, 
and it's just like most of it's set in a suburban setting normal setting half of it's during the fucking daytime and then it's just like it's still like scary and i was like oh man there's there's very few movies that get to me like that and this has taken the cake now um tears (laughs) um it probably i've probably overblown it completely and because I know some other people, like horror is subjective and someone will might watch it and be like, what the hell? This is not scary at all. But yeah. um, I've, like, I've watched so many now that it's, it's usually pretty rare. Like I still love horror movies and if I watch one that's really good and it might not be particularly scary, I still love it to bits. I love the idea and all that of getting scared. And, yeah. But, very few actually get me to that point where I'm actually frightened. And uh, and The Grudge did it. Juwan wow. did it. And I love it. And I'm going to watch all of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm keen to watch it. But I definitely will not be doing it by myself. No, you um. have to do it by yourself. And you have to do it at <laughs> night. Okay. This is the only way. Um, sure. That's what I did. That's what I had to suffer through. And I, it, was, it was adorable. <laughs> um, 10 out of 10 go watch it I'm although fine. you know don't I say this all the time but I want to make clear don't you know bring in expectations that are <laughs> that are that are not going to be met basically like I went into this movie being like okay you know this could be kind of creepy or could not like I went in with middling sort of not really any high expectations okay. and um yeah. Okay. So so maybe watch it if you want. It's 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 pretty no, good. No, go it's, watch it. It's pretty. Okay, watch it. But it's it's. Good. I'm trying to like lower the bar here. Oh yeah. Um, oh okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's... yeah. <laughs> Man, just don't watch it. It's pretty crap. Yeah. It's not um, that good. Yeah. It's not not amazing or anything. Anyway. Wow. So that was film number one. Yeah. And then film number two. Uh, was actually a South Korean film. Been trying mm-hmm. to watch more Asian cinema lately. And they yep. really know how to make bloody good films. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what so the sec- second one is called The Wailing. And it came out in 2016. I'm guessing this is a horror again. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't exactly imagine a rom-com called The Wailing. Um. <laughs> no. Um, and so this... Came out more recently, it was 2016. It was on Netflix for a while, it's not anymore though. Um, and so the basic premise is it follows this cop and husband slash father in this small town. And yep. there's these strange sort of killings and, and suicides that start happening. Mm. And uh, I, I find describing the plot actually is a little hard because it doesn't sound, I'm sure it doesn't sound that bloody inventive or, or amazing just ex- yeah. explaining it like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but, I mean, just explain as much as, as much as we need to know, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the basic premise anyway. It's like this investigation yeah. and this mystery. So it's mm-hmm. it's a horror mystery thriller type deal with a possible supernatural slant to it yeah 
Um, and basically, it's really bloody good too. <laughs> um, it's it looks beautiful. It's shot really mm -hmm. well, really nice to look at, and the, it's a slow burn. It's two and a half hours long, so it, you know you have to sort of buckle up and be ready to invest that amount of time. Yeah, that's long for a horror. Yeah, yeah. Um, and things like the story is always moving, the stuff always happening, the characters are interesting, and there's plenty of disturbing sequences. And then when it hits its final act, everything really comes together superbly and it has a fantastic final act. The ending awesome. is, is awesome. It's really strong and it and it took up the film a whole notch for me because um right. you know if if you're sitting down for for that amount of time and it's a slow burn pace you expect it to pay off and for everything to mean something and everything really does and yeah um there's some weird like sort of humor here and there and weird dialogue sometimes that's a little like off and it I don't know if it was just like a cultural barrier and I didn't fully understand it. So it was just a little weird, but yeah. the story is really strong and the characters for the most part are too. And mm -hmm. um, it's, yeah, there's not really a whole lot else I can say without giving it away because a lot of what's most interesting about it is what's revealed throughout the course of the film and the way it, it, um, portrays its characters and builds it all to an excellent crescendo but basically really good. i i would highly recommend the whaling all right maybe yeah. i'll check it out yeah it's uh really great there's uh, south koreans are doing amazing work with their horror mm. um and I'm guessing you didn't watch The Kingdom? Um, I was waiting for you to ask. Um, unfortunately, my Netflix just stopped working oh, this week. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, surely you got around to watching Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, no. What so a my, surprise. The disc, the disc of Scott Pilgrim, it stopped working as well. Like... Oh, um, what a shame. I know, yeah. Um, yeah. I know. I'm a Don't make person. promises you can't keep, Mike. I know, I know, it, I know. You didn't I, do either I, of the I, things you said you would. All right. I promise I will watch one of them one day. Uh, I, I, I promise I will watch both right. of them one day. All right. All right. And, the, and then I'm waiting for the point when you're not ready, when you know you kind of forget about it. And then one day on an episode, I'll just be like, bam, guess what? I watched it. Yeah, so in the, right in the surprise. all those lost moment, you'll swoop in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I look um. forward to it when I'm dead. <laughs> I'll be on my Cut deathbed, like sixty years from now. I'm like, welcome back. <laughs> hey, I did it. I watched Kingdom, and I'll be like, whoa. <laughs> I don't and then, then I died. Um, and and then at the funeral. Yeah. We'll just be streaming season 57 <laughs> of The Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, enough about my life story. Yeah. What did you watch, Michael? What did I watch? I had a, uh, I had a 
classics week. I had like, I, I, a golden week. So okay. drive-ins are open again, which is super exciting. Um, yep. Cinemas aren't yet, so I've just pounced on the opportunity to go to the drive-ins. Um, so every movie except for the one that we both watched this week, I saw it at another at a different drive-in or um, two two drive-ins in Melbourne. Um, but yeah, um, they're all rewatches. So they were all films that I'm like, this is an amazing film. I want to see it again. Um, first of which <laughs> was uh, Reservoir Dogs. Classic. Um, which I saw at the Coburg drive-in. Good drive-in. This isn't a, uh, <laughs> this isn't some review, drive-in review podcast. And it's just five kilometers off of the Nepean Highway. <laughs> no, I don't know where it is. It's in Coburg. Anyway, Come bring um, your families to Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> Yeah, great family picture. Um, it was great. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's a bloody, <laughs> yeah. beautiful, perfect film. Yeah, if you're into um, movies, yeah, you gotta watch it. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs is a must. Tarantino's first film, um, and very, very impressive for a first bloody film. Although I saw in an interview recently that Tarantino actually made another film before that. Um, really? Apparently shot a, like a feature on 16mm But apparently it was awful um, <laughs> Well he, that's what that's what he said And then it, I don't think many people have ever seen it Yeah. Um, and he kind of treats care. that as his like Yeah he says that was his film school um, Was making that so Yeah um, But still for a kind of big feature debut It's just incredible um, and then I also watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which Lovely. I know is one of your favorite movies. Yep, I adore um, that movie, and rightfully so. It's it's pretty pretty flawless. Um, it never gets old as well. This is the first yeah. time I watched it for a, a, probably like four years, mm-hmm. um, and I just I forgot how funny it was. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I there was every single joke like landed so so well especially the first like 20 minutes i was just like laughing almost the entire time at like every single like joke they would do um and i kind of forgot that it like i don't know in my mind it was a a a teen kind of movie that had comedic elements but i didn't necessarily consider it like a comedy but this time i was watching i was just laughing the whole way through yeah um it's just and it's not like funny as in like there's jokes and then they tell you when you need to laugh. It's just like the characters are so hilarious naturally. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you just find yourself laughing at whatever they say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. Um Wonderful. and then I watched Back to I watched Back to the Future, which I think may be my favourite film of all time. Oh um, wow. I don't know, I normally don't really have an answer when people say, what's your favourite movie of all time? Because there's just a billion movies and like, oh, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I think, I don't know, I'd be happy to say that Back to the Future would be my number one. It's just, I've loved it ever since I was a little kid. And uh, every time I watch it, it still hits me with the same engagement. Yeah. You know, like in that final, like dance, when he's at the dance playing the guitar or when he's like, you know, Doc has got a, connect the cables, I still just, like, my heart still races at those moments. 
And even though I know like every single detail of what's going to happen, I find it so impressive that it can still like get me wondering like, oh no, what if, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is just awesome. Yeah, it's a really um, tight. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty short um, and it, everything has a perfect purpose and it's just so clean and I don't know why I said clean. Clean's an odd no, word no, to describe a film, sense, but but yeah, it's it's flawless in my mind. And anyone who says otherwise <laughs> is wrong. I'm joking. You can believe what you want, but Back to the Future is a good movie. Yeah. Um, all right, and then I watched what we both watched. Um, yes. Which was the Lodge. Troy, do you want to tell us about the Lodge? So the Lodge. Well, it, uh, it technically came out this year here. So let's just say it's a 2020 movie. Let's just count it as that. Yeah, sure. And so the basic premise, uh, it's, a, it's a horror drama, thriller, mystery, psychological thing. Yeah. Amalgamation thing. of all those genres. <laughs> yeah. And so it's basically about this sort of dysfunctional family, this woman that's going to basically become the stepmom to these kids soon. Mm. They go to this lodge in the snow during winter, during Christmas, mm-hmm. although there is, there's pretty much zero Christmas vibes. Don't expect <laughs> don't... any Shane Black-isms <laughs> yeah. in this movie. They don't um, exactly have uh, Christmas carols playing no. through the house. and um, No. Yeah. Santa doesn't save the day. <laughs> Tim Allen doesn't show up. None of that. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Or Will Ferrell. Good. Got no elf. Yeah. No, oh. not Mr. Narwhal. Oh. Bye, buddy. <laughs> Hope you find your dad. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. <laughs> um, none of that, unfortunately. Um, and, and then shit goes down, basically. Yeah. Um, shit goes down. But last in the last episode, I said I was like I wasn't sure if it was uh, an A twenty four movie or something. It has that vibe to it, but it's actually not. It's a pleasant yeah. surprise at the start of the movie. I realized it's actually a Hammer horror film. Yeah, what what is that? So Hammer, uh, they were really big. They're a British production company, and they're mm-hmm. really big in the sort of fifties, sixties, seventies for making all the British adaptions of Dracula and Frankenstein and... Yeah, I was going to say, because when the logo like popped up, there was like the mummy and like yeah. Frankenstein. And I'm like, wait, is this a universal <laughs> No, so like, this is this a... Yeah, the, ha- the Hammer pictures were the ones that... They had the lead duo, the best duo of all time, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. They were their oh, mains yeah. in a lot of their films. Um, yeah. and I love them to death mm-hmm. and and so I think around 2010 or so they had a they came back basically because they died off I think around the 80s or 90s or something and yep. then they came back and had a little little resurgence so hmm. they did um, they did The Woman in Black with oh. Daniel Radcliffe we watched that didn't we yeah yeah, yeah which yeah. is a decent film it's yeah. pretty good and they did Let Me In, which is a remake of Let the Right One In. Uh, okay. I'll give a s- small shout out to Let the Right One In. Fantastic. I believe it's Norwegian or Swedish. 
film. Mm. Um, one of my favorites as well. Um, okay. One of the best films I've ever seen. I love it. <laughs> um, Let Me In is just the American remake, which is, it's all right. Eh, it's all right, <laughs> you know. It's a remake. It's a typical remake. Yeah. Anyway, so it was a pleasant surprise at the start for the lodge. I was like, oh, nice. You know, Hammer's still around. They're still kicking it. And mm-hmm. I thought this movie opened fantastically. I really yeah. love the opening. Yeah, I was, I was loving I was the shocked. first. <laughs> I was loving the first, I'd say, 40 minutes yes. of the film. Agreed. And then I'd say about after that, it started to lose me. Not instantly, very slowly. It was like, yes. a, I, yeah. it wasn't like I was climbing, 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 and then I fell off a cliff. It was like I was climbing, 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 and then I kind of rolled down <laughs> slowly. Yeah. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. I was rolling for quite a while down that hill, and then there was a moment where I did reach the cliff face, and I fell down, and I yeah. got impaled in the rocks, and then swept up by a tsunami. I think I think we've got the same moment in mind. I hope we do. Um, <laughs> should we should we say spoilers we at this point? Yeah, basically okay. spoilers. Spoilers. And no, I do not recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, is the moment you're talking about the moment when it's revealed? Yes. That uh, <laughs> the revelation. That all the, the kids faked this whole thing. Oh. Okay. So, so if, let's oh, hang on. Let's take a step back. We're gonna <laughs> give some context. Do you want me to explain it? Okay, yeah, you explain okay. it. Okay. Um, so, basically, uh, they are staying in this lodge with the stepmom, and the two kids don't like the stepmom, and the stepdad leaves for work or something, for a week or something. For a stupid reason. He, he just leaves. So, that the kids are left alone with the stepmom. And then the stepmom wakes up, and everything's gone. All the pantries are empty, all the her pills, which she needs, because... There's some mysterious, um, I don't know, backstory that's not quite revealed. Um, but she basically needs her pills, otherwise shit's going to go down. Um, and so they take everything and... Oh, sorry, they everything goes missing. <laughs> yeah, well, she's and, mentally ill. She's, <clears throat> she yeah. was part of this religious cult, basically. And I believe she took part in helping a bunch of these cultists commit suicide. And she was yeah. the only survivor. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty vague as to what happens, but it's very yeah, clearly that's that she she needs her medication. Yes. Um, but it's gone, and everything's gone, and um, the power's off, and the foods are missing, and the dogs run away, and then this kind of goes on for a while, and then they realize, oh, we died, and we died in our sleep. The kids, you know, kind of tell her like, oh yeah, we we left the gas heater on, and we died in our sleep and this is purgatory. And they keep going with that to the point where the stepmom starts to believe it and then because she hasn't had a medication, things start to go really crazy. Um, and then the kids <laughs> are sitting up in the room and then they go, all right, we got to end this. <laughs> and then they, they, they go downstairs and they open up the basement and there's everything, all the stuff, all her medication, the food, yeah. all the clothes. And then they go outside and the stepmom's sitting there out in the freezing cold. And they walk up to her and they're like, uh, we, were, we were pretending. It's just a <laughs> prank, bro. The whole thing was just some, some prank that they were doing, which 
is the most <laughs> messed up prank yeah. you could pull. Like, it's and the... and. The, and they got the dog killed? Was that part of the prank? No, I don't the think dog they just intended escape? that. Okay. Basically, they didn't intend for any of the totally drastic things to happen, I don't think. Yeah. Um, it just got out of hand. And yes. it serves them right. Because they're just <laughs> complete, ter- completely terrible people. Just awfully yeah. stupid and sadistic kids. That yeah. are monsters. Yeah, because this stepmom clearly, genuinely needs her medication. Yeah, because she's she has she's a mental illness. Through, yeah, she's got a mental illness. She's been through a lot, and she's like, "Guys, did you take my stuff? I need my medication." And the kids are like, "No, it wasn't us." And then, ah, oh, okay, these kids are just horrible people that were pranking. Um, yeah, it's the epitome it- of a, a YouTube prank gone wrong. Yeah. Video. <laughs> and it goes yeah. very wrong and yeah. I thoroughly disliked everything beyond <laughs> that point I really I I liked the kids at the start I was like on mm. board with their characters I thought their relationship was incredible I thought the way they built up um, you know those kids and, and the stepmom separately but then brought them together I was like okay this is awesome and then all of a sudden the kids just were revealed to be terrible people. And I'm like, oh, that's a really mean thing to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, so, like, um, I, I agree with you. I was really on board for the first, like, act or so. First yeah. third of the movie. Really strong. Their, their uh, acting and their relationships all felt very natural. Yeah. I liked the setup for the awkwardness around them and, and the stepmom mm-hmm. also um leaving out the fact that the previous mom killed herself and that's yeah that's fueling a lot of their distaste for the stepmom and i thought yeah. the the scene where she committed suicide was was shocking i, I didn't yeah. see that coming at all i thought that was Me really either. well done mm. and then it sort of uh the dad for some nonsensical reason the dad is also a complete moron as well because he knows that he's going to marry this ex-cultist who has severe mental issues Mm. but not only that he's going to take them to this lodge for the reasoning that they should all like spend some time together and get to know each other and then for some reason he's like oh but actually i have to go and work (laughs) so i'm just going to leave you here in the middle of nowhere, uh, where yeah. it's just gonna, there's going to be a winter storm and you'll be stuck there. And also, yeah. I'm going to teach her how to fire a, a revolver. Yeah. And <laughs> give her the only gun in the house. And I'm going to leave the kids here. All right. I'm dad of the year and I'm going to leave now. And I'm so going to the office. <laughs> he drives off. And then the perspective changes from the kids to the stepmom. Yeah. Uh, I think her name was Grace. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, it changes from the kids to Grace, and that's when the sort of the horror stuff starts happening. And mm. the, the slow burn increasingly, like, I love a good slow burn. I like just the wailing, for example, is a slow burn way longer than this movie, too. But yeah. it still kept me captivated the whole time, and it paid off excellently. The thing with a slow burn, as much as I love them, and horror movies, 
good combination of both. Mm. Um, as much as I love them, you need to have something backing it up. And yeah. for a lot of increasingly throughout the movie, even before the reveal, it slowly started to just tread the same ground. Like she would, Grace would have all these weird visions and they would just mm -hmm. be extensions of the same ones we've already seen. And then the characters wouldn't really develop or grow. It's just Grace starting, uh, starting to go a little mad. Yeah. Um, and so there's no real growth in the plot, no real growth in the characters. And then the, the revelation, regardless of how just nonsensical it is and how, how the, just all the logic jumps you have to make for it to make any sense. Like one of the kids yeah. pretends he, he hangs himself at one point. Yeah, yeah, but it was, as if that was a, a prank. Yeah, as if a kid would yeah. know how to like hang themselves in the correct way and just it was just it was just stupid. And um then the revelation it doesn't add anything to the characters. It just makes the kids more unlikable and then it just makes the film make less sense because it doesn't explain the the real thought process of the kids anyhow. No. It, I think we're supposed to assume that their big plan is basically to make the the stepmom seem crazy to the dad so that the dad leaves her. Yeah. Um, but but it's, it's all so contrived. Think, it's did, so there, was, there was one line, and I'm not sure if I heard it right. I didn't go back. I should have gone back because I feel like it's very vital. <laughs> but there was one line, I think, when... Um, I think it's when Grace is coming up into the attic with the kids and the kids are all crying like, you know, we're sorry, we shouldn't have done. And, uh, and then I think the younger girl might have said, um, mum made us do it or something like that. It was like, mum told us to. Yeah. Or something like that. And I, I did you, did you hear that? Or no. am I just, I don't okay. remember hearing that. I'll have to, I'll have to go and check it out just for my own curiosity. But that, I mean... Well, that's something that they would, hint that at. That would change things. They hint um, at, like, they make it seem like early on that the mum is haunting the house. And that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I was like, oh, she's lurking around. That's a little creepy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the actual revelation, I, I groaned audibly, like, when, when they revealed that too. <laughs> um, it reminds me of, this is the worst thing you want me to remind me of, is Fear the Walking Dead had a similar <laughs> stupid revelation in the last season that it had. Yeah. And it's like, basically the characters, to make it short, these characters crash land in this mysterious part of Texas, basically, and there's all these walkers, all these zombies strung up by their guts everywhere, yeah. basically. And they're like, oh, they're keeping us in or something, or they're keeping something out. Um, and there's all these decapitated heads, like, hanging around, still alive. Yeah. And then the big revelation is that it's like a bunch of kids somehow do it. All these dumb kids that um, are just completely incompetent, but they never explain how they're able to pull off this. Um, all these hugely... Just... It's just... It defies <laughs> logic. And I'm struggling to find words because it's so... 
stupid and it's so contrived <laughs> and when the dad shows up at the end he's like oh my god like um don't don't shoot yourself or something it was so like you can see it from a thousand miles away that she's gonna aim the gun at him and and she shoots him and the bullet goes yeah. through his head because she doesn't think that any of them can die anymore yeah um, she's convinced at this point that they're in purgatory or whatever the kids would yeah do and so um but i just i felt nothing because it was all so contrived to get there it's just reliant yeah. on these kids being complete morons and completely <laughs> terrible people. And then at the end, they're all sitting at the table and for some reason they start singing along with, with Grace because she's just lost yeah. it and she's like singing her religious songs or whatever and they start joining in. And then it's implied that she's basically just going to kill them right after. Yeah. And it left me with nothing. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a revelation that helped the characters it wasn't a revelation that helped the story and it wasn't a revelation that even helped the scares or the horror because it's just it just makes everything seem laughable that yeah it made everything seem fake that, yeah oh, okay it was just and, the kids pranking and they just hid it in the basement <clears throat> behind some planks of wood or something and it's like yeah. you'd think um grace would actually check everywhere she would yeah. grab she would Check every facet like of the house. So if you wake up and then everything in your house is just gone, all gone. Yeah. Your important medication, everything. Although conveniently, the gun is not gone. For some reason, the kids yeah. take everything except for the revolver, the most dangerous thing. Anyway. Yeah. Um, just another bit of the story that's just stupid. <laughs> and um, so Grace just doesn't look anyway, though. Yeah. Um, and <sighs> yeah, I think the film looked incredible. Oh, it looked great. I thought the visuals <laughs> yeah. were awesome. I thought the opening and all the stuff with the dollhouse was really creepy and really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, the way that the lodge was shot was really nice. Um, it reminded me almost of The Shining. Um, yeah, kind of although like I don't think the... like slow zooms, you know, like slowly zooming out of the lodge, like yeah. very, very, uh, very Kubrick. But uh, I thought I thought it looked stunning. I just think. Yeah, that... I thought so too. Although I think the the actual lodge they shoot in looked very drab and boring. Okay. All like right. It, 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 if you're comparing it to something like The Shining. Like yeah. those those sets or whatever they I'm not sure if they were sets, but they they yeah. uh, was it the Overlook or the Outlook Hotel or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's iconic and it's visually st- stunning and it and there's so much layers to that to those imagery that the this lodge looked very just bland. Just like, yeah, eh, you know. Yeah. Um. But yes, it did look really nice. It's really well shot. The performances are actually pretty strong. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, I thought Grace was really great. Yeah, she was really strong. Um, and that first act, I really enjoyed. I was I was roped in. I was like, I'm ready for this. Yeah, um, this to pay off really well. And Yeah, but then it just... And I'm really surprised... Some a lot a lot of times these days I'm just I'm taken aback. You sound, but sounds so old. <laughs> I, I, yeah, 
Um, I'm, t I'm taken aback by some audience receptions to some film because I like so many people really found this film like terrifying and unsettling and and it just did not work for me like that at all. The same with same happened with Midsummer, where some people mm. were like, "This is the most terrifying film ever. It broke me." And it did nothing for me. Midsummer was just boring slog. Yeah. Um, and same with I... like some like Aquaman. And when that came out, everyone's like, "Wow, this is so much fun!" And it's like people's standards have just dropped for <laughs> for what like a good entertaining movie is. You know, yeah. horror is subjective. Say... I'll say that, but you know, yeah, I was I was quite uh, quite scared for the first half of this film. Like I I found myself like sitting back a bit, you know, because it had built up so well and they were in the lodge and there were little details and everything was really dark and I wasn't sure if I was seeing things and I, it had me on the horror. I was, I was quite terrified. Mm. Okay. Until, until it just kind of kept going with the whole purgatory thing and then I kind of was like, what? And yeah. then the reveal and I was like, oh, okay, everything that was scaring me before is no longer scary and then I had no fear from that Yeah. Point. Yeah, I I would have been happy if it was just it was just a mum haunting them or something, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. the bit where she looks out and she sees all the snow angels on the on the snow floor. I thought that was mm. really cool. I was like, yeah. ooh, you know, so we're picking up now. And then, <laughs> uh, mm. and, and I'm guessing that was just a vision. She was just yeah. one of the crazy nightmares was, or whatever. It was pretty vague as to what was like a vision and what wasn't. Sometimes. Yeah, um, which I think worked, but um, and yeah, then the kids at the sure. end, they don't even try to. The the son is such a weakling. I I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. And like he doesn't even try to, um, fight back against Grace. Like she left the yeah. gun on the on the table at the end, and he's just yeah. sitting there like singing along, and he's just crying. He's like, oh my god, she shot I my mean... dad in the face, and now she's gonna shoot my sister and me. Oh, but she left the gun on the table and she's standing right behind me. Why don't you just grab the gun and point it at her and then get the hell out of there? Yeah, I I'm mean... a shooter. Like, he's just a, <clears throat> a little wimp. A wimp. I mean, he's, and he's a sadistic it? prick. And he gets what he deserved. Um, and it's com completely unsatisfying crap. And it was also, it was just so miserable at the end. Yeah, it, it wasn't I, even I felt for like me. The it life was, had been sucked out of me. Yeah, but not just, in a good way. Yeah, it wasn't. <clears throat> there was nothing clever about it. It was just like, oh, I guess people would expect it to be the mum haunting them. We can't have that. We have to subvert the expectations. So we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. The kids were doing it all along. Because I yeah. remember when the things, everything first disappeared at the at, early on in the film, and she asked the kids. She's like, all right, I. I'm going to go upstairs and when I come back down, I expect everything to be back. And, yeah. and it didn't, obviously. Um, nothing was back. And so for, there was like a brief like minute, maybe less of where, you know, when something happens in a film, your, your brain starts going through the different options. Like, oh, what's possible? What yeah, would yeah. this be? And one of the first and one of the quickest to thrust aside is, oh, the kids did it. But yeah, it's so yeah. nonsensical that your brain immediately goes, <laughs> well, uh, why the hell would the kids do that? It makes no yeah. sense. It, it's not possible, like logically. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not possible. Like they allude to the fact that they like 
drugged her so she was asleep and then they can just go around. But it's, it's mm. so contrived and complicated of a plan just to get to this one... And there's all these oversights just conveniently and... Uh, anyway, so you just... Your brain gets rid of that idea. And then when it, when it was revealed, I was just like, oh, oh no. <laughs> and they were just sitting there and they were like... And it's, and it's not even revealed in a particularly like grand way. It's very bland in the way it's revealed. They're just like, they're like, oh, I think we've gone too far now. Okay, I guess just, just put everything back. And they're just like, hey, we're just playing around, you know. <laughs> and then we're, are we supposed to give a shit that she's lost it and then kills him? Because I don't yeah. care. The dad's dumb for leaving him with a psycho with an armed gun. And then the kids are just stupid for taking all the food. Also, they're taking all the food out of the fridge, I just realized. So wouldn't that food go off? Anyway. anyway <laughs> I didn't think of that. There's so many things that just make no sense at all. And I didn't... Yeah, I thought it was like mildly eerie at the start, but it, it was, I thought it was going to pick up, you know? You need to ratchet up that horror. But then it just made everything yeah. dumb. And... Yeah. I can't believe, I'm just very surprised that some people were like, wow, this is a horror classic and this is so scary. And, but you know, maybe people will say that about Juwan if they watch that and they'll be like, what is this, you know? Yeah. But at least yeah. with Juwan, the kids aren't behind everything and it's not some dumb reveal <laughs> where it just doesn't make any sense. And anyway, so it probably hurts even more because I like the first, you know, third of the film. It really works. Yeah, and yeah I had high hopes uh, yeah. halfway through the film. I was like, okay, this is going to be great. Can't yeah. wait to discuss how awesome this film is. And then I was like, when I finished the film, I'm like, oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> a different conversation. <laughs> That's what I thought. Like, even the, yeah. like, the bit where she killed herself was shocking. And, but then also, you know, even the little bits where she went to grab the doll in the fishing hole and she like, the ice broke. It's really yeah. well done. Really like, so little things to, to raise the tension a little, to unsettle yeah. you. And then it's mm. just all tossed away for this stupid <laughs> payoff. Yeah. And well, um, uh, spoilers yeah. if you haven't, if you haven't seen it. No, um, don't watch probably, it. Though. You're probably not going to go watch it now. It's a waste of time. <laughs> Um, Just watch yeah. literally any of the other movies we talked about. Oh, really? We watched some doozies. We watched Bloodshot. No, I mean, oh, oh, you in, mean in, in this, this episode. Okay. okay. Oh, not, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's um, a whole different story. Yeah. Yeah. Watch watch any other film that we've talked about, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, we haven't yeah. had the best luck with these 2020 movies, I don't think. We haven't. We haven't. A lot of them um, have been pretty... Yeah. I think... What did we... The only um, one that I can remember really liking was Under the Skin. But that wasn't even a 2020 release. That was... But that, that's the only one that we've both watched that I remember first really liking. Unless I'm forgetting. Um, oh, but I'm, I'm talking about, like, films that have actually released in 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't had much luck. No, they've all been, like, either... Not very good to average. The only one I've loved has been The Invisible Man. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's out yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah. I if think, you're looking yeah. for a recent release horror movie, go watch The Invisible Man. I loved it to death. If you're looking for a good horror movie, check that out. Yeah, um, definitely. And The Hunt's not too bad. I enjoyed The Hunt. Yeah, yeah, The Hunt was good. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, with The Invisible Man, that just gets better and better as it goes along, I found. And the, the stakes get higher and higher. Yeah, um, that's a good example with of the, uh, with the lodge. It's kind of the reverse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yep. And the reveal just adds nothing. That's what sort of annoys me the most. Probably is that the reveal just hurts the film more. Like I'm sure mm. they would have sat there and thought, "Hey, what does this reveal actually do for the story and the characters?" Mm. But it's just nothing. 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 Anyway. Nothing. Nothing. Should we Classic wrap this up? Willem Dafoe in um, Wait, in Mr. Bean's Holiday. Oh. In, uh, playback in... time. Yeah, that's the movie. In yeah. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe playback we should watch time. Mr. Bean's Holiday one. Maybe we should do a Mr. Bean episode where we talk about <laughs> Bean movie and Mr. Bean's Holiday. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That would be good. If you guys have any ideas on our special episodes, uh, let us know. Brace we're keen. yourself. I feel like now's now's the stage in the podcast where we could start start bringing in some special episodes, spice things up. Yeah, yeah, we we'll go mm. a little crazy. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, do you have anything else you want to say? Nah, I think I've said anything. I've got it all all out there. I'm, I'm tired now. <laughs> yeah, got off all that sleep. steam, Bennett. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode um yeah is there anything <laughs> else i need to say in this in this part no uh we're watching platoon oh yes we're remember watching that. platoon yeah remember yeah. that um you remember that too michael yes i will remember that as well my memory is not doing me a great service yeah, he lately. watched he watched just so you guys know what we're talking about he watched the lodge like an hour like literally like right before we recorded it <laughs> Because yes, he forgot. Yes. It's Classic. It's okay. It's been a hectic week, all right? And then I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm down to, watch, I'm down to do the podcast at, at four, whatever we said. And then I, uh, and then it was about an hour before that. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll start getting ready for the podcast. I'll write down what movies I've watched. And then I'm like, oh, I haven't actually watched the one we were, <laughs> we were both meant to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I kept looking at the letterbox and I was like, I was like, oh, he must... Be just watching it right, you know, before we record. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Still no rating. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. I just, I just am a terrible person. Exactly. Um, but uh, I promise I will watch Platoon before next week's, well before next week's recording. <laughs> All right. Otherwise, as we always say here on the Never Ending Watch This Podcast, uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>